In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. Welcome to The Sociable Homeschooler with Vivian McNinney. Vivian is here to talk to you, to encourage you, and to show you how she had a successful homeschooling experience with her Wildflower Academy, and that her kids turned out great, and that with God's help, you can create the same experience she did. From her beginnings in Hostert, West Germany, to Dallas, it's been quite a journey, and her abilities to adapt, survive, and thrive are what make her unique in homeschooling. So have your pen and paper ready. It's The Sociable Homeschooler. And now, here's your host, Vivian McNinney. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Isaiah 9.6 These words are loved by many and most remembered by me from Handel's Messiah. If you want an uplifting tune playing in your house on Christmas Day, then listen to this rousing chorale. As we prepare to remember the first coming of Jesus this Christmas, let us also look forward to his second coming when he'll bring an end to all pain, sorrow and death and be king forever. Good afternoon. Welcome to The Social Homeschooler. I'm your host, Vivian McNinney, and how are you today? Summer arrived again in our neck of the woods this week. 75 to 80 degree weather is quite inappropriate for this time of year when hot chocolate and mulled wine are on the menu to keep us warm. Break out the ice drinks again in our house. Not today, though. Seasonably cold again. Actually, the sky looks as though it has snow in it. That's what my mother always used to say. And I used to look up and go, how can she tell? So what's been happening this week? Well, my reading group party was good. We broke up at about 9.30 p.m. And I said, why don't we ever stay up really late and party like we used to? Because we have work in the morning was the sensible reply. Too true. And my blue-eyed cowboy and I attended the Togginet party in Lindale at the weekend. We stayed with my mother-in-law, who happens to live just down the road from the Martins. So we could have walked home if we'd needed to, or if we could have. It was so much fun to finally put names to some of the faces I've been working with over Skype and the computer for the past year. One other show host was there, Sandra Beck from Los Angeles. She has two shows, Military Mum, Mondays from 5 till 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and Motherhood Talk Radio. Then next evening, Tuesdays from 6 to 7. She was a trooper to come all that way and we compared experiences with guests and how we plan our shows. And I was gratified to learn we had similar techniques and she's a trained journalist. Well, listen to one of her shows sometime. You'll enjoy it. Thanks, John and Jill. We won lots of prizes and exchanged some hilarious white elephant gifts. And when we got home, our daughter said she really, really wished she'd come. That after she'd had a not-so-fun evening out here in town. Sometimes we oldies know just how to enjoy ourselves. Then I had my jazzercise party was much more mellow thanks martin family for ruining every other party i'll ever go to in the future again i was offered a champagne punch called a poinsettia must be the drink of the season cranberry juice is based with champagne but for some reason the one at the togginet party was more robust and merry well it was a very easy drink icebreaker 
but now I'm partied out for, for a few days at least. Nap time. Our youngest, happily to say, passed all of her classes last semester, and now she only has two more so that she can complete her associate's degree. One of them is biology, though, so not a walk of a semester next year. We're looking at specific dance colleges now, which may entail travelling for auditions, yay. So priorities are to get a DVD together that showcases her dancing and singing abilities. This week, we toddled off to her voice teacher and ran through several songs, selecting 16 bars to film for the audition DVD. After 10 takes, they were both satisfied, and I had to stop myself from singing along with the dog. He had to be locked in the back room. Now we're trying to locate a choreographer who can help her with a three-minute dance, and Christmas is just around the corner. Um, my leg keeps cramping up during jazzercise, a condition I never suffered from in all my years of dance, so I'm concerned. My body seems to be tricking me, and at least as far as my right leg goes, I can no longer rely on it wholeheartedly. Here's what I think's happening. After the few weeks of yoga and the intense stretching in heat that I experienced, my body began to return to its former flexibility, which was really good until I had children. I think I would have been all right if I'd continued with the yoga for a few more months, but at the moment I've stopped, and so my stretched out muscles and tendons are returning to their former position and causing cramping, but only when I hop and skip and grapevine, which is what jazzercise is all about. This morning I was especially careful and managed to get through the class without any major pain, but wow, I'm amazed that my body got so used to the gentleness of a warm environment so quickly. My athletic son's comment was, the body is amazing. As I said before, he's a man of few words. I could have just pulled a calf muscle. I even wonder if that's possible. Well, apparently it is. I've just looked it up. It certainly feels as though I have, although when I stretch it feels fine. Maybe the Christmas break will help. I also read that ice packs and complete rest are a must, and something about blood pooling at the ankle. I stopped reading. It started making me feel really queasy. But last night, because of the cramps in my leg, I had a brainwave, and I thought perhaps I needed more salt to ease the feeling, so I drank some salt water. All that did was have me up several times in the night to drink unsalted water and quench my thirst. My daughter thought I was crazy. She said, Mom, I don't believe you're drinking salt water. And this morning I am slightly bloated from water retention and my fingers and ankles have swollen as if I'm on an aeroplane. Silly me, but my leg was no better. Well, my oldest daughter and I, we carried out a tradition the other evening after going to see a film which was so predictable I won't even grace you with the title. When we got home, we rolled up our sleeves and made lemon curd. She remembers making it when she was little. Really, all she did then was to help break the eggs and squeeze some of the lemons. But this time she helped with the sterilization of the jars, did all the lemons and the eggs, melted the sugar and the juice, and helped me add the eggs with a beater. Yes, I said beater. No double boiler for me. Too fussy. My lemon curd works out just as well in a saucepan. And by whisking the melted butter, sugar and lemon juice while slowly adding the eggs, I prevent them from cooking, which is a great trick. We made ten jars and enjoyed licking the pan. Hmm. Now we have to find time to make shortbread, another traditional treat from our kitchen. Other snacks for the holidays I heard about at my jazzercise class, no less, were three wonderful treats that can be made easily and look quite impressive. 
two of them use a waffle pretzel to start with. Do you have a pencil and paper handy? Because these are good, actually. Um, place them on a baking tray with either a Rolo or a Hershey Hug on top. Bake for less than a moment until just softening. Then add a pecan to the Rolo and an M&M to the Hug or vice versa or whatever it is you want to top them with. Allow to cool absolutely before indulging. And they look so pretty. Here's another one. Take the prepackaged chocolate chip cookie dough and cut each square into four and place the quarter into a muffin tin and bake as directed. While still soft, pull out of the oven and push a Reese's peanut butter cup down into the center. Mmm, allow to cool. And the last one, this is really easy. Just take a Ritz and spread peanut butter on it and put another Ritz on top and then dip it in chocolate. Decadent and, oh, sorry, decadent and yummy sweet appetizers. Well, we've just finished transferring finally the last of our mini DVDs onto DVD. I managed to eventually find a camera that played back mini DVDs. I felt so outdated in the process. Everybody else uses these chips and just plugs them straight into their computers. So now we're all up to DVD scratch. Only we have no camera to video record because the reason why I had so much problem in the first place was because our camera conked out. And I'm wondering what we're going to do for the holidays because I'm the family historian and nothing, well, sorry, and everything gets recorded. I suppose photographs will have to suffice. And actually, if our camera had not been on the blink, I would have brought it last week to the Togginet party. So probably it's a good job the camera was on the blink. Anyway, I just found out, my husband just let me know that we got permission to borrow this high-precision HD camera that we currently have. It's very big, but who's complaining? Last weekend, while we were visiting my mother-in-law, we walked into her house, which was all quiet and empty because she was at work, and we thought, hey, a dog would be good company. A nice, good little dog, not a silly, yappy, bad dog. Then we laughed, yes. Let's go find my mum, a really yappy bad dog, said my blue, her blue-eyed son. But honestly, how nice to come home from work each evening and have a wagging tail instead of greeting you instead of a silent house. So we asked her about it. No, 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 she said emphatically. Don't you dare. I don't want anything I have to look after. So that's that. But I'm starting to get withdrawals from our lack of pets. We've had raccoons, hamsters, snakes, squirrels, birds, cats and dogs, and now we don't have any. I think a quick trip to the animal shelter is okay. What do you think? Well, I'm going to do question of the week now. I'm here to solve your problems and help you with your challenges at any stage in your homeschooling career. So here goes nothing. My question this week concerns curriculum. How do you choose the right curriculum? There are so many companies out there that really the only answer to that question is you really have to do a lot of personal trial and error research until you find the curriculum that is best for you and your family. However, I can help in a couple of fields. Um, the way I deal with the science topic in my house, which kept going onto the back burner and was continually usurped by any number of lesser subjects, including Latin and calculus, was to join a co-op myself. And it kept me accountable and the children scientifically nourished. This worked perfectly and I loved the texts both the co-op and I used. I learned a lot with the children because I made myself sit down and read it. Each week, well, each day for about 30 minutes so that the children would be adequately prepared for their weekly 90-minute lesson. 
Then math is personal and there are varying approaches, hands-on, which I can't do. Colourful books with plenty of repetition and worksheets, which I also can't do. Or incremental with plenty of practice across a wide range of skills, which build and build and build, which I enjoyed. And luckily so did all my children. My enthusiasm probably accounted for most of that. So choose your preferred method. Try it out on your children and go buy books. As far as figuring out how to structure a day... Um, my guest a couple of weeks ago, Gretchen Rowe, and I both used the Calvert School curriculum. That worked. I found it invaluable. Everything for the year came in a box, which for a rookie homeschooler is a godsend. And I'm going on my break now, and I'll be back in a moment. How do you handle toddlers, teens, and tirades when homeschooling? That's what we're working on now. It's Vivian McNinney, the sociable homeschooler, and we'll be right back after these. Believe in your fairy tale to make your zing come true. I love it. Debbie Glickman and Deanna Cohen know it. Join these soul sisters on toginet.com. Believe in your fairy tale to make your zing come true. Showcases two sides. One, to help entrepreneurs showcase their products and tell their story of their happily ever after. And two, to interview people who have realized their own fairy tale and doing something to benefit others. This show is here to help folks who have an idea and want to get it off the ground, as well as to inspire people to make the world a better place by doing something extraordinary or out of the box to help others. Both of these entrepreneurs have their own businesses and websites. With more information on their passions and successes, first for Debbie, Fairy Tale. Wishesinc.com and for Diana, the next big zing.com. Believe in your fairy tale to make your zing come true with the Soul Sisters, Debbie Glickman and Diana Cohen on Toginet.com. In today's business world, a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find. And if that happens to you, then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal. It's called Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central. Josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments, the lessons they've learned, both good and bad, and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of Paying It Forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. Josephine Girasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's Paying It Forward with tips, tools, and advice, and hard lessons learned. These pieces of knowledge can make a huge difference for you, your business, and others. So join us for Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi, Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central, on toginet.com. Welcome back to The Sociable Homeschooler with Vivian McNinney, the show for any homeschooler at any point in their homeschooling career. Join us as we plow through the problems, tackle the challenges, and celebrate the successes. It's The Sociable Homeschooler on Toginac. And now back to your host, Vivian McNinney. Well, I'm back, and um, before I go to my guests, I just want to wrap up my little curriculum thing. Anyway, before you choose your curriculum, it is a matter of going out there and checking it all out. And um, reading, I think, is the most important thing. Sunlight has an excellent reading list to get you started, as do the local libraries. And if it takes you a year to get a curriculum you feel comfortable with, don't fret. Some homeschools change their methods yearly. Others stick with the same for the duration. There's no right or wrong way to teach your children. And if any of you have any suggestions, 
questions or a question for next week, email me at angloukatifourgmail.com or leave me a message on my Toginet page. Well, my guest this week um, is fellow show host Marla Tabaka. Marla has 25 years of experience in corporate, startup, and entrepreneurial ventures and has studied with the Coach Training Alliance, E-Myth Worldwide, the Coachville School for Coaches, the College of Metaphysics, and Tony Robbins and Associates. We're going to talk about positive thinking, the law of attraction, and emotional freedom techniques. Welcome, Marla. Vivian, hello. Thank you so much for having me today. Well, you're welcome. Thank you for joining me. (laughs) All right. Well, listen, first off, I just want to talk just a little bit um, about you and who you are. So let's just talk about you for a minute. Tell us exactly what it is you do. Okay, well, I am a life coach, and luckily people are starting to begin to know more and more about what that means, but basically I help people um, who may be in transition or who may have a goal that they wish to achieve with the life skills and the business skills to achieve those goals or make that transition. And I work a lot with female entrepreneurs who have businesses that they would like to position to break the million-dollar mark. And so that's why I call my program uh, the Million Dollar Mindset because for me, it's it's all about the uh, the mindset that it takes to get there. And so I say I coach from the inside out to help people achieve that mindset and the positive thinking. And uh, I also use something in my coaching that I call we call EFT, the Emotional Freedom Techniques, mm-hmm. and that is a Meridian Energy Technique that helps people get unstuck, shall we say. It's, it's known as a stress reduction technique, but it goes far, far beyond that. So I've been coaching for seven years now full-time and loving every minute of it and okay. uh, just having a great time. Right, well, we're going to talk a little bit more later on about um, EFT, but before we do, you say you've been um, a life coach for seven years, and I was going to say, is it is it like... Um, um, psychoanalysis or an advisor or, you know, do people come to you with, with a problem and say, you know, help me here with this or sounds as though it's not just business, sounds as though it could be emotional or different yeah, things, yeah? That's right, Vivian. It is um, a lot of emotional stuff. It's very different than psychology in the sense that, you know, then going to a therapist in the sense that we try not to spend too much time talking about the past in life coaching, but how to really position ourselves to move forward and create a a better life or better conditions or circumstances, understanding the choices and the internal tools and empowerment and changing our mindset, things like that. So life coaching, the way I differentiate is uh, therapy is fabulous for people who have gone through uh, difficult times, trauma, transition, whatever, and they really just need to talk that through and mm-hmm. and to live in it and be in it for a little while so that they can eventually process beyond it. Um, life coaching is for people who have gotten to the 
place in their life where they can say, okay, I'm ready to move forward. I'm just a little stuck. I'm not sure quite how to do it. Um, maybe I need some accountability. Maybe I need, um, you know, someone who's done it before with other people and with themselves, whatever it is uh, that a life coach can bring to you in that particular situation. And um, in your introduction, I said that you had worked um, with the Coach Training Alliance, uh, several several people. So um, you actually had to, did you go to school and study how to be a life coach? Or is this just something that you can do um, as an entrepreneur? You know, you feel as though you've got the tools because it's worked for you or something like that. Yeah, there are a number of schools for life coaching, and most of them have an online curriculum. Um, I highly advise being trained to be a life coach, uh, and there is licensure. Uh, there is certification, but not licensure. It is mm-hmm. not a, a mandatory certification. Um, but it's not about, while, while I call myself a directive coach, in other words, if I know the answer and I think it's going to be helpful to give my client the answer, especially in business, I will do that. Um, a lot of coaches really work to have the client come to their own answers all of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not about just giving advice uh, and, and just listening. It's about knowing how to ask those provocative questions and, and help people really tap into their own, their own reality and the, their inner self and, and find tools within because that's where the tools usually are, right? The resources are usually within us um, and their connection to source or God or whatever higher being that person might believe in mm-hmm. that helps them to really find that 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 strength deep down inside and a skilled coach can really help someone transition from a place of being lost or fearful or confused mm-hmm. um, to educated and empowered and ready to move forward all right so you talk about internal programming and you you've mentioned it just just now that drags us down and stops us from reaching our full potential right. um, yeah and you said that it could maybe be you know sort of um, God, did you say that it could be, you know, God, whatever, whatever we're internal, however we're internally programmed, you know, kind of our belief system or whatever. And I know personally, actually, I have a friend or several friends who are Roman Catholics and they really, really believe that if good things happen to you, you know, if you're if you're really doing well, the bad times are coming. Mm, <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's a great example of internal programming. Yeah, and I think if they're thinking that, then it's going to happen because they're going to psych themselves into that happening. And so they're going to view something that might be a really powerful experience. It might be a little bit negative, but it could eventually become a really powerful experience, and they're going to view it completely negatively, and that's just, it'll just be awful. And I go, oh. Anyway, so is that what you mean by internal programming? Yeah. That's that's one great example. Um, absolutely, it's limiting beliefs. It's things that we are programmed to believe, whether they're through someone else telling us, um, it, like you just described, or through things that have happened. You may have some very uh, tra- traumatic experiences in life um, that really dictate how things are going to turn out for you, just like mm-hmm. that programming. And and you know we're all we're all energy. Everything is energy, including thought. And so if you go around thinking that bad times are coming, you know, you're going to attract it. It's sort of like when you start thinking of buying a new car and you think, geez, I think I'm going to go and get that um, that blue, you know, Ford Taurus. Now, you've never seen one on the street, but now every other car 
there is a blue four Taurus, right? Mm-hmm. You start to draw these things into your life as you believe they're going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so to get rid of that internal programming is really difficult because what happens, Vivian, when, when we have an experience or someone tells us something over and over and over again until we, uh, it becomes a part of us, is we download these experiences and they actually embed themselves in our DNA. They become a part of us, physiologically speaking. And so to simply say, well, I'm going to think nice thoughts and I'm going to change my mind is really, really almost impossible for some mm-hmm. people unless they have a very powerful mind and they've trained themselves that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where modality like EFT comes in and and helps undo that thinking, helps to disconnect us from that type of thought or the traumatic events or life-changing events that have occurred in our past that dictate our belief system. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes, it makes perfect sense. But sometimes it's all right um, for that to happen because um, another example I have is my mother-in-law when she found out that I was homeschooling many many years ago she said well I am never going to tell anybody that my daughter-in-law and my son homeschool their children because she really thought it was terrible she just she just went she just couldn't believe we were going to do that and she said well I'm, ne- I'm never going to tell anybody and then after a couple of months she came to me and she said just about every person I have met since you've told me that you're going to homeschool homeschools or know someone that homeschools <laughs> so she completely changed her her idea because i suppose she blocked it out she'd gone homeschooling is a no-no i'm not even going to associate with anybody that homeschools so she was surrounded probably by people that homeschool but she just blocked them out and now she wasn't blocking them out and then all of a sudden it became something that was acceptable Absolutely, and you're right. The embedded programming isn't always bad programming at all. We have a lot of really great stuff there too. But yeah. but you're right. When you when you kind of you know, I, I look at us all as as radios, you know, and we we are tuned to a certain programming. And you know, if you love country western, for instance, and 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 you're tuned to rock and roll, you're not going to be very happy, right? Um, and so changing that frequency, changing that energy within you to tune into what you really want to attract into your life is really critical for success and happiness. Mm. Well, for those of you who are just joining us, I'm talking, talking to Marla Tabakas, show host of Million Dollar Dream on Togginet Radio. Marla uses lots of techniques in her life management sessions to help people like you achieve your dreams and goals. So stay with us for, for more after this short break. And I see I have a minute. So you um, have a website, I believe. Could you give us your website, please? Absolutely, and that is simply Marla, M-A-R-L-A, Tabaka, T-A, B as a boy, A-K-A, dot com. And there's a little movie on there, too, about EFT at MarlaTabaka.com slash EFT hyphen tapping. Okay, and I've actually been on that website, and, and we can you can navigate your way through um, lots of um, different techniques that Marla uses, so go Check it out. Oh, I've still got 30 seconds. My goodness, all of a sudden, time has stood still. I'm usually, I'm usually really, really good at this, and I have to rush to get to the end, but then you, you came to a natural stop there. Um, but anyway, I'm talking to Marla Tabaka from um, Million Dollar Dream, and um, we're ready to go on a break. Boom, boom. 
This is so funny because this is just so close to Christmas and I'm so busy right now. So, uh, okay, here they come. The tunes are coming. So we'll be back after this. How do you handle toddlers, teens, and tirades when homeschooling? That's what we're working on now. It's Vivian McNinney, the sociable homeschooler, and we'll be right back after these. Get ready to laugh along with This Little Parent Stayed Home with Ellie Lopreet. Friday evenings at 6, 5 central on Togedet.com. This is a truly realistic, no-nonsense, tell-it-like-it-is method that will have you laughing and crying, surviving while struggling, and hammering away at the hardships as you travel through the greatest journey of your life. Get empowered by joining thousands of other parents who have also decided to take a leap of faith into a double career with longer hours and half the pay simply because of the love they have for their children. Together, we are rebuilding a new economy that will support us rather than enslave us. Never again will we have to choose between raising our children and earning to provide for them. It won't be easy, but it will be worth it. For more on Allie and her success, check out her website, OurMilkMoney.com. So come get in this little parent stayed home with Allie Lopri. Friday afternoons at 6, 5 Central on Toginet.com. Adoption, Journey to Motherhood with Mary Beth Wells. Monday mornings at 9, 8 a.m. Central. This is not your typical show about adopting children. This is a shared experience from Mary Beth's heart. Mary Beth will be talking about and covering all the issues pertaining to adoption, including adopted parents, birth parents, adoptees, foster care, and infertility. So... How did your journey to motherhood begin? Or are you still on the path? We want to hear all voices sharing their stories and talking about those issues that are so dear to our hearts. You see, Mary Beth is a birth mom that relinquished a child for adoption and ended up coming full circle by adopting two beautiful little girls from Guatemala. And that led to her starting a doll company about adopting baby dolls from all around the world so that children could choose their own doll and learn about that doll's heritage. For more on Mary Beth and her dolls, go to PreciousBabyDolls.com. Then join us for Adoption, Journey to Motherhood. With Mary Beth Wells, Monday mornings at 9, 8 a.m. Central. Remember, the heart knows no boundaries. Welcome back to The Sociable Homeschooler with Vivian McNinney, the show for any homeschooler at any point in their homeschooling career. Join us as we plow through the problems, tackle the challenges, and celebrate the successes. It's The Sociable Homeschooler on Toginac. And now back to your host, Vivian McNinney. Well, I'm back and I'm talking to Marla Tabaka and Tabaka. I'm so sorry, Tabaka. And um, we are actually going to talk in this segment about anxiety that homeschoolers um, experience. Um, They don't actually experience that much test anxiety, except not in my group because we really stayed away from tests. But um, once the little kids go off to college, I guess they experience it. But I want to talk about the mums that are kind of going, am I doing enough? Am I doing the right thing? Should my child be in school? And all that kind of stuff. So what what would you suggest for for those mums out there? Yeah, absolutely. The anxiety of whether you're doing it right or doing enough or doing the right thing. When you first start homeschooling, I'm I'm sure a lot of parents wonder, oh, am I making the right decision? Mm -hmm. Uh, Because they come up with resistance from people like your mother-in-law. That's right. right. Yeah. And, And that's a great time 
to, you know, do a few things. You, you can certainly do as simple things like affirmations and um, just the positive self-talk and, and go and research and, and, and sort of um, align yourself with like-kind thinkers. That's very important. But, Vivian, when the, when the doubts become strong, and they get in your way, and and they start to interfere with life and cause stress, um, resentment, anger, fear, uh, even depression. That's when it's time to really do something more powerful, like EFT. Okay. And you know, you you can do EFT with anything. And including affirmations and, and positive kinds of things, but it's most powerful when you break when you want to break a negative thought process. Okay, well, um, you talked about EFT on your website when I went on there, and um, I really want to know a little bit more about how that works. Some you did, I think somewhere on there, I found I linked myself to somewhere that said that it's like acupuncture only without the needles. Exactly, because we're using what we call meridian endpoints. Mm-hmm. Um, so your meridian system is what carries your energy through your body. It's much like the um, the heart and the arteries carrying the blood through your body. The meridian system carries energy, and energy in our body is is part of what keeps us alive. Just like the heart and the blood. Um, I, I read a fascinating fact a couple of years ago, and I've, I've just never forgotten this: that when when um, um, heart surgeons do a heart transplant. Uh, they do not have the ability to reconnect the nerve that goes from the heart to the brain that sends the impulses for, from the brain to the heart to beat. And so transplant recipients do not have that hardwired in, and yet that heart beats just fine for them. Because it's sending energetic impulses. The brain is sending energetic impulses to the heart. Mm. So I think that's pretty amazing. And that tells us how powerful the energy is within us. Mm -hmm. And so... It is. We're using that meridian system. We're tapping on it with with a couple of fingers on the end points that are closest to the skin for most impact. Mm -hmm. So um, if you, I don't know if you'd like to try a little EFT or if you have a caller or, or someone who would like to get on the line and try a little EFT, I'd be happy to do that to demonstrate it. Well, I can try it. I don't have a caller. Um, my husband's listening in the other room, and I, I, he, he could do it, but I don't know whether he can talk to you. Oh. I'm sure he can't talk to you, so That's I'll try it. Quite all right. That's quite all right. Now, we can do it just for a little bit of relaxation, unless there's something that, you know, kind of a nagging belief that's been bothering you, then, Vivian, we can certainly work on that, or we can just do a relaxation technique. Which way would you like to go? Well, let's let's do a relaxation technique, because I've done sort of meditation, which means that you don't, t- you know, you don't really do anything. You just mm-hmm. kind of focus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so have you ever, Vivian, have you ever done um, affirmations? No. Okay. Uh, so affirmation work is very powerful because, you know, we're basically repeating a statement that feels good to us over and over and over. But some, the reason I asked um, is if you, you know, do affirmations and you have a negative belief 
stuck to that affirmation, then you're actually doing yourself more harm than good. You know, so I was just curious if you'd ever done one that, that, that didn't feel so good, we could work on that. But for now, we could just work on some relaxation then. All right. So I'm going to teach you the technique. And the good thing is it's very easy. Um, and very simple to learn. And I tell people, you know, people ask when they should work with a practitioner versus doing it on their own. And I say, you know what, do it on your own every day for, for little things that are bothering you and for relaxation to start programming your body. But then um, if you have something bigger like trauma from your past and limiting beliefs that just won't go away, mm-hmm. that's when you work with a practitioner because trying to eliminate those on your own is like pulling a tooth on yourself you know it's never easy to do so are you ready for a little eft relaxation i am all right so here's what i'd like you to do i'd like you to locate the karate chop point which is exactly what it sounds like right on the side of your hand below the pinky where you would karate chop your way through a piece of wood all right all right take your opposite hand and using two fingers just Tap consistently on that karate chop point at a, at a fairly fast speed, okay? okay? And repeat mm-hmm. after me. Um, you know what? Let me stop myself there. I want to ask you a question first. Vivian, if you would, take a, take a deep breath, just a nice deep breath. Okay. Okay. On a scale of 0 to 10, with 10 being a really deep and cleansing breath and 0 being you're not breathing at all, what number would you give that breath that you just took? Oh, an eight or a nine? An eight or a nine? You're up there, girl. Well, I do yoga. I don't, well, good for you. I don't know how we're going to get you any more relaxed. <laughs> but let's oh, you can just give it. me a spiked drink with vodka in it. That'll get me really relaxed. There you go. <laughs> just go get some of that uh, cranberry cocktail, huh? Right. <laughs> well, let's just demonstrate it for your view, your listeners then. All okay. Right. So go ahead to that karate chop point and tap on it okay. and repeat after me. And, and we're going to pretend that you aren't breathing so strongly, okay? All right. All right. So, even though I don't feel too relaxed. Even though I don't feel too relaxed. And my breathing is a little shallow. And my breathing is a little shallow. I deeply and completely love and accept myself. I deeply and completely love and accept myself. Even though I'd like to relax. Even though I'd like to relax. But I have a little bit of tension right now. But I have a little bit of tension right now. I deeply and completely love and accept myself. I deeply and completely love and accept myself. Okay, now Vivian, take two fingers and tap on the very top of your head and say, the stress that is in my body. The stress that is in my body. And now in the center of your forehead, and we're going to pretend you have stress in your shoulders, okay? So go ahead and say, the stress that I carry in my shoulders. The stress that I carry in my shoulders. And now tap right where your eyebrow begins, right on the eyebrow by the bridge of the nose. I'd like to take a nice deep breath. I'd like to take a nice deep breath. And now tap along the outside of the eye. But I've got a little too much stress to do that. But I've got a little too much stress to do that. And under the eye. So I'm willing to release some of this stress. So I'm going to release some of this stress. And under the nose. So that I can relax now. So that I can relax now. And under the mouth. 
And so that I can take a nice, deep cleansing breath. And so that I can take a nice, deep cleansing breath. And now tap along your collarbone. And I like to spread out four of my fingers and just tap along the whole collarbone. I choose to release this stress now. I choose to release this stress now. In the center of the chest. And take in some nice cleansing air. And take in some nice cleansing air. So that my entire being can relax. So that my entire being can relax. And I can enjoy life. And I can enjoy life. Okay, Vivian, take in a nice deep breath. And see if you see any difference. Yes, thank you. I do. Wonderful. I know I carry I carry all of my stress actually around my neck and my shoulders everywhere else is fine. I have to consciously make myself relax. So. Okay, and so do you feel any of that stress in your neck and shoulders now? It's uh, yeah, it's going. It feels good. It feels good. Okay, yes. and that's just that's what I call topical EFT, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which which basically means you're you're not tapping on a big problem. You're just tapping to kind of calm your nerves. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, if if someone had experienced a big problem in life, we would be relating back to that story. In mm-hmm. other words, to kind of it becomes sort of like watching a movie now instead of having that strong emotional connection to it any longer. Mm-hmm. So EFT is just one of the things that contributes to the million-dollar mindset that I always talk about and, uh, and to changing the way that we think, you know, to help release those gremlins that we all have from time to time. And, um, you know, there's even a, um, a, a scientific name for these blockages that, that happen and these limiting beliefs. Scientists call them memes, M-E-M-E-S, because they're like viruses that grow mm-hmm. over time. And, and they create these little voices in our head that tell us things that limit us from achieving our, our full potential in at least one area of our life. So, Well, Marla, thank you so much um, for helping us um, with that and actually we're coming close to the end of our time here. Um, but I, I just wanted to just run something quickly um, by you about this um, positive. You, you were saying thinking positive and that it's not always easy because you might have a negative thought attached to that. And in in Susan Jeffers' book, Feel the Fear, she said, make a list of 150 positive things that have happened to you in your life. And I told a lot of my friends this, and they went, 150? And I said, well, funny enough, I got a spreadsheet, and I started to work through that because it was numbered on the side, so I didn't have to keep up with my with my 150. And I got to 350. Ah, good for you. You know, I just went way, way back, you know, sort of ah. real basic stuff, and then gradually, and I thought, gosh, that was so empowering. And, um, you know, so and I suppose initially I was thinking of some positive things that might have had some negative connotations, but gradually I found that I could turn just about, you know, lots of things into positive thoughts. So um, I suggest that everybody goes to uh, Marla's website. Marla, thank you so much. This just wasn't long enough, so we're probably going to have to talk again. Marla Tabaka, Togginet show host of Million Dollar Dream, and I'm going to have to go on a break. And so um, come back after this and um, join me for the rest of my show. Thank you, Marla. How do you handle toddlers, teens, and tirades when homeschooling? 
That's what we're working on now. It's Vivian McNinney, the sociable homeschooler, and we'll be right back after these. Y'all wave your hands. Look who's on. It's Dakota Man Keith, and he's number one. Now, you might think one youth was sad because right. he had a death kill mommy and dad. Right. But that ain't the case. Nope. It wasn't his fate. No, nope. the walks never struggled to communicate. Ha. Y'all wave your hands. Look who's on. It's Dakota Man Keith, and he's number one. It's That Keith Wine Show on Toginet.com, Wednesday nights at 8, 7 Central. Every week, That Keith Wine Show will have guests that share their experiences, expertise, opinions, and personal lives with us to hopefully help us better understand others. The topics and guests will come from the American Sign Language community. For more on Keith Wan and the show, go to his website, KeithWanWANN.com. Listen with an open mind and willingness to learn and help with the cultural bridge. Number number one, Keith's number one. Everybody clap because the Coda Man's on. Number number one, Keith's number one. Everybody clap because the Coda Man's on. Don't miss that Keith Wan Show. Wednesday nights at 8, 7 Central on Toginet.com. The Way of the Toddler with hosts Lita and Lori Hamilton is a show unlike any other parenting program you've ever heard. Zen Masters in Diapers? Yes. Join us Tuesday afternoons at 5, 4 Central here on Toginet as we celebrate parenthood as a spiritual path for a journey to inner peace. With thought-provoking and spiritually compelling guests, each week Lita and Lori will explore how our children help us with the lessons we came here to learn, adding deeper meaning to our lives and relationships while giving you valuable gems to add to your unique parenting toolkit. Check out the website, thewayofthetoddler.com. With great humor and honesty, Lita and Lori will demonstrate how inner peace is possible even when surrounded by poopy diapers and piles of laundry, and what we can learn from the innate wisdom and natural spirituality of our Zen masters and diapers. It's The Way of the Toddler with Lita and Lori Hamilton, Tuesday afternoons at 5, 4 Central, here on toginet.com. Welcome back to The Sociable Homeschooler with Vivian McNinney, the show for any homeschooler at any point in their homeschooling career. Join us as we plow through the problems, tackle the challenges, and celebrate the successes. It's the Sociable Homeschooler on Toginac. And now back to your host, Vivian McNenny. Well, I'm back. And uh, Max Lucado, one of my favorite Christian authors, wrote a book. Well, that's an understatement. He's written many books, but this particular book is about finding your sweet spot. This was a wonderful exercise I did with my family, and it entailed searching through our memories to discover what it was we did as a child, which for some of us was not so very long ago, that made the hours fly by. We discussed how we went about doing this time-stopping activity and what part of it felt most satisfying. Max Lucada reported that some people were actually still doing what had made them feel satisfied as a child or young person, but there were also a lot of people who've lost track of what it is they love to do before the world encroached and responsibility became more than a word. These folks are caught up in another world altogether for the sake of financial security or fear. Not surprisingly, the things I loved to do as a child involved organizing and managing, which naturally translated into wifedom and motherhood once I settled down and started having children. One of my my sweet spot memories was reading a 1,000-page book, Gone with the Wind, when I was 15. The hours flew by, and I was so proud of myself. From then on, I wasn't daunted by book length, which carried over into my passion for reading out loud to my children, and I lovingly, lovingly read four to 800-page Harry Potter books to a captive audience. To this day, an hour flies by when I'm reading, and now add to that when I'm writing, and I get lost in a good way. 
Is it a wonder then that I was so thrilled to be asked to host my own radio show here at Togginet? It was as if God had said, ah, now, what does Vivian like to do? Well, she loves to manage Natter, read and write, and people love her accent, even if they don't always understand her. Let's get her together with this radio show idea and see how she does. I told Jill when I finally met her at the Togginet's Works Party, that's what we call a company party in England, derived possibly from works outings that the workers in factories used to take as a break once or twice a year. Just a day trip, really, to a seaside town with lots of pubs. Anyway, I told Jill that I really miss my show when I'm not doing it. At first, I never thought I'd say that because it was nerve-wracking, and I worried about things like, would I ever get any guests, or what if I ran out of things to say, and what if my guest was a yes or no person, or tried to take over my show. But I've dealt with all of that and more, and look forward to my hour on Skype each week. God was right. He knew exactly what he was doing, and I'm still doing stuff that falls fair and square into my sweet spot. So for the two weeks over Christmas when Togina is off the air, um, I'm doing what I call highlight shows. These will be a series of conversations I had over the year with some of my guests. There's no way that I can cram 44 hours into a mere two hours, so I've had to carefully select my conversations to best represent what it is I've done over the past 12 months. I've broadcast from various rooms in my house, depending on the weather. I've used a phone as well as Skype and aired my shows from London while I was there, so really it became a have-show-will-travel mentality. I've taken one week off, and that was when I was in the mountains of New Mexico and just couldn't get reliable phone or internet service. That was a blessing. Well, for a week anyway. I got over not having an audience I could see and got away with doing a lot of talking and voicing of my own personal opinions without soapboxing too much although I usually issue a warning when I'm going to hike up my skirts and clamber up into the pulpit. Uh, I've been lucky enough to speak to a variety of homeschooling families from all walks of life, truckers to professors, RV dwellers to sailors, circus families who homeschooled with the elephants, to missionaries who had to flee war zones. My original design was to show listeners that homeschoolers are not an exclusive group made up of a certain type of people, that not everyone does it for religious beliefs, and that there are many reasons for bringing your children home. Some parents have biblical reasons, others do it because they want to follow their dream of travelling, and realise their children can learn more from the world than they can from sitting at a desk in a traditional school. Other parents want to be close to their children and don't think strangers should be taking responsibility for educating them. Still others have children who are physically unable to attend school. I hope I'm beginning to get my message out there. We also talked about an array of topics all pertinent to homeschoolers, such as sign language and keeping pets, co-ops and learning styles to dyslexia and self-esteem. I've spoken to mothers, fathers and children who have been homeschooled and in turn homeschooled. For some of my guests, homeschooling ran in the family. For others, it was a new venture. Some parents juggled work and homeschooling. Some were single parents. And while some families switched roles and dad was the primary educator, others let their children direct their own education. I looked at homeschooling around the world and discussed the global meaning of parental rights, government involvement and support groups. A common thread running through my conversations was that all the parents I've spoken to care about their families. They want to be with their children as much as possible during the short time they are their dependents. No matter how they decide to educate their children, they all agreed that they raised or are raising successful individuals who will be able to think for themselves and succeed either at college or in the world. 
I focused on getting the message across that no one has to be especially talented or clever to homeschool their children. Anyone can do it. Your children will be all right. There are lots of resources either at the library, on the internet, or Calvert School has teachers who can advise and coach your children if you need a more formal approach. There's no right or wrong way to homeschool. We all have our own unique styles. I've enjoyed every conversation I've had this year, and I hope you enjoy the next two shows. My prayer for this coming year is that more parents will pick up the homeschooling baton and run with it. Well, Malia and I went to a little place called Blooming Grove yesterday, which is almost half an hour from Corsicana, which is an hour and a half from where we live. She has a friend, Margaret, who lives there and owns land, or at least her grandparents own the land, and horses, and the horses are hers. On the way there, in true form, my daughter was texting and laughing. I think this is very antisocial, and I told her so. She told me it was only Margaret getting excited about our visit and saying, I don't want your mum to get a ticket, but tell her to hurry up and get here. But we got stuck in a traffic jam close to downtown and beyond. Two lanes were closed, typical, at noon on a weekday. And when my daughter wasn't texting, she was truck watching. I could be a trucker for a living, she said. I like being on my own, and I love driving. I said you'd have to voice text, meaning talk on the phone, you know, with a headset or speaker, hands off of sorts. And this is what she said. She said, yeah, they have a device whereby, well, she didn't actually say whereby. What did she say? They have a device that records what you say and then sends it as a text message. Apparently, it isn't completely reliable. Typical technology is way ahead of me. By now, we'd moved about two feet and another message came in from a friend in the Air Force. He's being stationed in England, Mum. Then she told me about how much money he's making. Lots of it. Well, compared to a Starbucks barista, he probably is. So I suggested she drive a tank for the Army. Or better still, an aeroplane for the Air Force. Right, Mum. Sounds just like me. Well... I counted. I can't really see dancing and the armed forces going together unless maybe as entertainment for the troops. When we finally arrived in Corsicana, and it really didn't take us any longer on the trip home without the traffic jams, how does that happen? Margaret had come to meet us at the Corsicana exit to lead us to her abode. Malia jumped in her friend's car, of course, and left me alone. I followed fine through miles of fields. I was distracted by the views. And I got my turn left or right visual cues, not from an indicator from the car in front, but from her veering off onto the hard shoulder of the two-lane road and almost into the field. It was hilly and I occasionally lost her, but hey, we were only the only two cars on the road and she wasn't hard to find. Then she blithely ran a stop sign. At full speed, I might add, she just didn't see it. I did and stopped as a good citizen should. And when we pulled up in her driveway alongside the horses, I said, hey, you should stop at stop signs. You know what she said to me? It wasn't there this morning when I came home from college. I'll try that the next time I get pulled over by a traffic cop. But officer, it wasn't there this morning. It turns out she was right. It was a brand new sign. There'd never been one at that intersection before. In full McNenny style, we packed a picnic, which was greatly received. She'd never had anyone make her a picnic before, she said. Ah, forgiven for running the stop sign. We ate at a table somewhere in her back 40 and looked at the six horses grazing in the paddock. 
and the lake and the pesky buzzards and the red leaf trees still scattered throughout the landscape. We listen to the cat fight between the orange house cat and the wild tabby kitten who dominates the garage. Apart from these noises off, it was quiet and tranquil. Oh, and delicious chicken salad sandwiches, pineapple, homemade pound cake with pumpkin drizzle. Then we went riding, which is why we had made the two-hour trip in the first place. I rode Baby Doll, a paint horse Margaret had named when she was about six. Malia rode Rocky, the only male and very friendly. And Margaret rode Barbie, one of Baby Doll's daughters. Now, all this was fine, except there were only two saddles. So my adventurous daughter agreed to ride bareback on Rocky, only because she wanted the experience. It engaged her core and was a little bit wobbly making at first, but she did quite well until Rocky decided he wanted to trot down a slope. Now, trotting isn't a big deal for someone who rides a lot, but we're city people, complete with ever-ready cameras, and Malia began slowly to lose her balance. She was behind us, and we heard her saying quite calmly, really, I'm slipping, I'm going, I've gone. And we turned around to find her on the ground behind a grazing rocky. It was hilarious, because she hadn't hurt herself, having only really fallen about three feet, but also because it made for a really funny story. She was glad she hadn't had to bother with stirrups, but as Margaret pointed out, with cowboy boots on, which we city slickers had donned before leaving the Metroplex, she said they would have slid right out of the stirrups anyway. She also said Malia probably wouldn't have fallen off if she'd had a saddle and stirrups. She would only have continued somewhat lopsided until she'd managed to regain her composure and her balance. I almost fell off my horse. Doesn't make for nearly as good a story as I was riding bareback and fell off my horse. She is sore today, though. The best part of the ride, or at least the best part of the end of the ride, once we'd stripped the horses of their bridles and saddles, were the cups of tea we enjoyed in Margaret's grandparents' kitchen. Thanks, McAdams and Margaret, for a lovely afternoon. And I've used up another whole hour, so I'll bid you farewell for this week. I'm off to shop for Christmas and run any other errands that might be asked of me this weekend. No parties, though. We also have a Boar's Head Festival rehearsal. This celebrates Twelfth Night in January tomorrow morning so thanks to my handsome husband who believes in love at first sight our four children who are the result of that belief the hard-working staff at talking net radio my guest marla tobacco and you my faithful listeners especially hannah and st john's next week join me for my first show of highlights Ali Lapreet, the host of This Little Parents Day at Home, is coming up next on Toggynet Radio, so don't go away. Have a great week leading up to Christmas. Bye, and may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord show you his kindness and have mercy on you. May the Lord watch over you and give you peace. Numbers 624. Do, 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 do. Thank you for joining us for The Sociable Homeschooler with Vivian McNinney on Toginet. 